Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to this edition of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast with me, your host, Frank Flegg. And in this edition, I am looking at whether you should leverage yourself by using letting agents to manage your portfolio. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, hang on a second, Frank. You've done an episode on this previously. I've certainly talked about this previously. And you have given a very clear answer. And I know there are over 200 episodes now. And you might very well remember what my answer was. But I have to admit, with time comes experience and with experience comes sometimes a change in perspective and I think that's the case with my answer. Previously I have said that you make most of your money in property by doing deals and that if you get a good letting agent to manage your properties for you then they will make you nearly as much money as you would make but they save you a ton of time. And yes, it is still true that you'll make more money by doing the deals. And if you do the lettings yourself, it will slow you down. It will take lots of your time. But in this episode, I'm going to go a lot more into the detail of how you can manage yourself, why you might want to manage your own properties yourself, and how you can leverage that management by having employed team help you and that's the really really important part of this i'm not saying don't leverage yourself what i'm saying is perhaps consider not leveraging yourself through letting agents so what are the pros and cons here well the big advantage of having a letting agent is they do everything themselves so they will take photos of a property they will write the description about the property they will put it onto the portals they already subscribe to the portals they are then going to pick up the phone when people inquire they are going to do the viewings they are going to reference the tenants they're going to move them in they're going to sign up all the paperwork correctly and legally to give you correct security so that if you need to you can move the tenants out if the tenant stops paying you can serve your section eights etc etc they should serve the section 13s and keep raising the rent every year in line with inflation and in line with market rents around your property and they should do periodic inspections and move the tenants out correctly however (laughs) do they do all of that for you that is the question that's the million dollar question and the answer is sort of (laughs) which isn't really much of an answer but in my experience no tenant does all that for you i'm currently using a very large national chain of estate agents sorry uh, letting agents to manage one of my properties never used them before they were drooling when they heard how many properties i had and really really wanted me to move the whole portfolio over and i said well let, let's just use you first you know let's just do this little one here in um, i think it's a, a property i got in derby three bedroom property in derby and oh my goodness what a 
pile of rubbish they've created. They moved two adults in, but only put one of them on the tenancy agreement. So when we said, when we challenged them on that and said, well, why? They said, oh, the other person failed the credit checks. <laughs> so they didn't put them on the tenancy. <laughs> but they didn't ask our permission. They just thought that was a perfectly acceptable way of doing the, uh, the tenant find. But that person, we've done no checks on them. They might not have a right to live in the UK. They might have had CCJs against them from previous landlords. Absolutely breathtaking incompetence. I've had tenants moved in without gas safety certificates by letting agents, without electrical certificates. I've had tenants pay rent and it not be paid to me. I've had tenants not pay rent and the letting agent not even notice. That's quite a common one actually. So tenant is supposed to pay on the first of the month and pays on the fifth and then pays on the 10th and then pays on the 15th and then pays on the 26th and then pays on the 31st and then pays on the first and the letting agent never noticed that over the course of that six or so months they've missed a month out. Tenant never noticed that. It took my bookkeepers to tell them that they're a month behind and they were like, no, 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 they've just paid on the first. Unbelievable. When a letting agent does the photography for a property, do they do it as well as possible? Do they do it as well as you could do it? And you might be thinking, yeah, but Frank, I don't want to spend half my life photographing properties. Well, the long and short of it is you only have to do it once. You can reuse those photos over and over again. Have you done a video? Have they done a video of the property? Have they done a really good write-up about the property, explaining why it's so amazing to live in that property, how far it is to walk to the nearest Sainsbury's, the fact that there's a beautiful little pub around the corner, the fact that within just five minutes you can be in a country park, the fact that the garden catches the evening sunshine and is perfect for summer barbecues, the fact that the two neighbours, one either side, don't own cars so there's plenty of parking on the street those are the kind of things that i've never seen a letting agent write in the description those are the kind of things that sell a property and you might be thinking well properties fly off the shelves at the moment they do do you know why they fly off the shelves because letting agents don't ask enough rent for them i'm forever telling my letting agents to put the asking price up i've never had a letting agent put the price up the first month half price but that's that's common sense because a tenant has to pay a deposit at the start so they might very easily be able to afford a more expensive rent but in the first month really struggle so you can actually earn more money off that tenant over the next 12 months by putting the rent up and charging them half up front letting agents for their 12 percent 10 percent 8 percent six percent seven percent in my experience don't care enough and the owner of the letting agents might but they're not switched on enough to be able to maximize the returns from your property. Many, many letting agents don't do quarterly inspections. Many letting agents don't recognize the value of a really good tenant. And so those are some of the downsides of having a letting agent manage your property for you. The upsides of you managing a property, firstly, and I've hinted at some of these, firstly, you could employ a professional photographer, a professional videographer, or you can do it yourself. I bought a thousand pound digital SLR camera. Oh my goodness, the, f the quality of the photos and the lighting was so much better. When you're doing viewings, you can sell the property better. You can tell the tenants 
about this attractive feature about how oh you've got a little girl did you know the primary school is just around the corner but you don't have to drive to it you can actually walk down this footpath because it's worth your while finding out those things but you probably know those things anyway because you looked into them when you bought the property the negotiation starts when the tenants come and view a property the referencing of the tenants starts when they first come and view the property. You will ask better questions of tenants than a letting agent will. You can be more efficient than a letting agent. In the few occasions where I've done viewings, I've given out application forms that explain how they apply. You will be able to build much stronger relationships with your tenants than a letting agent. In the few properties that I've managed historically, tenants don't phone me for maintenance issues. They phone my tradesperson direct and my tradesperson, my handyman will go round and he'll make the judgment call. He'll fix it while he's there if he, can, if he can. He'll arrange the plumber. And so you think about it and you think, well, that's better than having a letting agent because A, my handyman is really knowledgeable. So he's going to be able to make much better decisions than an 18 year old who's never actually owned their own house never been a landlord and isn't even going out to the property they're relying on the tenant telling him or her what's up with the property but b my handyman's just going to go and fix it if he can and if he can't he's going to get a plumber out but he's going to check the work because he's a tradesman the number of buy to let properties i've been out to and the quality of the work is unbelievably poor i'm talking about someone putting silicon around a bath again and if you think ordinarily your little finger would cover it, so what's that, just under a centimeter of neat silicon around the bath? That's probably what you have at home. I've seen it where someone has taken their thumb, or what looks like it, and smeared it up and down, up and down, up and down. The silicon was over two inches high in places and down to one centimeter high in other places. It looked atrocious. I reckon my nine-year-old son would have been able to do it better. And it's just someone who doesn't care. And un unbelievably, the, t the letting agents have signed off on that. The letting agents have taken the money from my rent and paid that tradesman. They've not asked for a photograph. They've not asked for a video. They've not been round to check the work, but I probably paid a couple hundred pounds for that. And so if you are smart about this, you can structure your business in such a way that it doesn't cost you loads of time to sort maintenance. However, your relationship with the tenant is gonna be far, far stronger. And that has many, many benefits. If there are maintenance issues, you can talk to the tenant. You have an ongoing relationship with the tenant. So they're gonna be far more patient. They're gonna be far more understanding. If rent needs to go up, you know the tenants, so you can go and have a coffee with them once a year. You can show them comparable properties. You can have a look at their bank statements if they want to show you their affordability. And you can come to a win-win solution in terms of the rent. No letting agent will do that. The best a letting agent will do is they'll pick up the phone and they will tell the tenant that the rent's going up. Well, that's not great. That's not great at all because 
the tenants are far more likely to resent that. The tenants far more likely to end up in a situation where they can't pay the rent and stop paying the rent. And then you've got the tenants moving on. I don't think I can remember a single instance of a letting agent of mine moving a tenant out of one of my properties and into another one of mine. But I have had many tenants do that. If tenants have been struggling to pay, bearing in mind I used to run my own letting agency for my properties and other people's properties, I've had many tenants ask if we've got other properties that we can move them into because they're struggling to pay that higher rent or they're moving to a different part of town. Very rare for a letting agent to do that. Of course, you're saving the commission. So you're saving 10% of your rent. And in these times of high interest rates and high rents, that fee that's being paid to the letting agent is considerable, very, very high. So you're putting that amount of money in your pocket. And I'm not advocating being a letting agent for other people because liaising with other landlords is actually quite time consuming and a bit of a thankless task, if I'm honest. But doing these things yourself can be highly profitable. It's not that you just save the commission. It's that your rent's higher, your maintenance bills are lower, your rent comes in more swiftly, your voids are shorter because your marketing and your sales are better, your arrears are much lower. All of that adds up to a massively more profitable portfolio, but does take a bit of time. You can have a bookkeeper, a part-time bookkeeper who works from home, that does two hours a week for you, one hour a week, two hours a month, that can check your rents have come in, that can notify you if a tenant hasn't paid on time. That saves you having to check the money. We've already talked about how you can leverage the maintenance. You could, if you wanted to, get letting agents to do the tenant fines for you, and then you could pick up the management afterwards. You'd lose some of the benefits that I've been talking about, but that is possible. Those are some of my thoughts, guys, on lettings. And even if you're not going to manage your whole portfolio yourself, I would suggest that you manage at least a couple properties, maybe two or three, initially to cut your teeth, to understand the process, to truly get a grip of how this business works. Because it's not an easy business. The communication with tenants takes experience, takes practice. Building that relationship in a profitable way is a very hard balance to strike. My best ever letting agents have been ones who own their own properties that have their own portfolio. Guys, I hope this podcast has helped you to weigh up the pros and cons of outsourcing your lettings versus keeping them in-house. If you have questions about your portfolio, feel free to get in touch with us. And until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.